Good morning. From the newsroom of the Financial Times, today is Tuesday, November 13th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Today we'll be looking at a potential peak for iPhone sales, how California wildfires are affecting power companies and insurers, and the latest in the volatile Brexit negotiations. Then, U.S. banking editor Laura Noonan will tell us why international banks are finally making a move out of the U.K. I'm Eric Krupke, and here's the news you need to start your day. Apple stock dropped almost 5% overnight, falling for a third straight session. And it dragged the wider technology sector down with it. The latest sell-off came after two of its suppliers cut their earnings forecasts. These companies supply facial recognition technology and LCD screens to Apple. Apple has now lost about $190 billion of its market value since October. That's 18%. That market drop is worth more than the entire market value of companies like Walt Disney, PepsiCo, and McDonald's. Apple shares have been under heavy selling pressure over the past two weeks. Investors are worried that the demand for iPhones may have peaked. And Apple's price drop didn't help the rest of the market. It dragged the S&P 500 index down by 2%. We're driving through Paradise, California. You can barely see anything, but this is the main drag of town. We have passed by hundreds of homes burning as well. And U.S. power and big insurance companies were also hit in New York trading. California gas and electric company PG&E and fellow supplier Edison were under scrutiny yesterday. The company's troubles come from expected damages from fires in California. They've caused the death of at least 31 people, and more than 200 are registered as missing. The companies could face liabilities from the fires potentially ignited by electrical equipment, as well as the cost of damages to infrastructure. This is the power line that just collapsed a little while ago. Shares in PG&E closed down almost 18%, and Edison shares fell as much as 25% before closing down 12%. Both companies said they'd cooperate with any investigations into the cause of the fires engulfing the state. The five biggest insurers in California were also sold off by investors. The fire in Northern California is now the most destructive in the state's history. It's burned 109,000 acres and destroyed more than 6,000 homes. Last night, Prime Minister Theresa May said that Brexit negotiations were, quote, in the endgame. Mrs. May spoke at the Guildhall in London. Chief EU negotiator Michel Barnier also told the rest of the EU member states that the parameters of an agreement were very largely defined. The biggest outstanding issue is still the question of the Irish border. Mrs. May wants to finalize a deal at a European Council meeting later this month, and she's expected to present the terms of that deal to her cabinet today. And Labour is also expected to force a vote today in the Commons. They'll demand that the government's legal advice on the withdrawal agreement is published once any Brexit deal is put to Parliament. And here's something you might want to know more about. So much about Brexit is still up in the air, and that's caused banks to start to move jobs out of the UK. Citigroup is looking for a bigger office in Paris. It decided to boost the number of trading jobs it plans to move to the EU. Last year, research by the Financial Times found that 4,600 jobs would leave London before Brexit. That's 6% of the total workforce. The FT's Laura Noonan is here to explain why. So it was a combination of both public stuff, so most banks have been drawn into making some kind of public statements. 
then we spoke to our sources within the bank to right size those as to what was actually realistically likely and what management were focusing on. So in several cases, the public statements were broad. And when we went and spoke to ex- executives on a more kind of private and discreet basis, they were saying, this isn't the actual number, this is like the big worst case number. So for like Deutsche Bank, there was an executive who said that it could be up to half of their total London jobs. That would get you to a figure of 4,000. That is not their number. At the point we spoke to them, their number was closer to 350 than it was to 4,000. For JP Morgan, one of the bigger banks, their CEO had warned also around 4,000. Now he was talking in general terms and he was talking the end point in the very worst case scenario. Talking to them and right-sizing it, last year we got to a figure of around 700. So the really big numbers aren't actually the real numbers, I mean, and they're certainly not the real imminent numbers. There was the odd bank where we didn't have direct information where the best you can do is say okay if if we know a similar profile bank based on relationship with them is moving like 10% then this bank is also likely to be moving around 10% so there was an element of that kind of iteration as well. And why have banks been moving jobs out of the UK? So the general trend is that Brexit means that could be very difficult and most likely will be very difficult for firms in the UK to sell directly into the EU. So large global banks have traditionally used the UK as their point of access to the EU marketplace and we have a single EU market so you can be in London and sell across the 28 countries. With Brexit it's not a hundred percent that there will be no access to the single European market but at this point in negotiations it's probably 99.999% that they will not have access to the EU market from London. That means that in order to be cost effective and to provide a seamless service, they need to move some of the businesses to another EU country. Now, technically, it could be anywhere in the EU. Most banks are going for the eurozone um, because that's seen as being more core. So if you look at what most big banks are doing, they're going for a multi-centre strategy. So they're not doing just Paris. They're not doing just Frankfurt or just Dublin. Part of the reason for that is banks thought it was great having London as such a big hub. What they didn't properly appreciate was the concentration risk that they were building up in London. So that came sharply into focus, obviously, when we had Brexit, because suddenly London was the be all and end all. And suddenly London had vastly changed. The idea is that by spreading your people across Frankfurt, Paris, Dublin, Amsterdam, you're never hostage to just one of those jurisdictions again. Can you give us a sense of the scale of how many jobs are actually moving? Yeah, so we're not talking about empty bank buildings in London. Around 6% of the top banks' workforces, that was what they had previously said, will be moving on day zero. That's around 4,600 people. So that, that's only banks. But that kind of 6% gives you an idea of what will be left in the UK. The thing about that is, though, that's their day zero plan. So they will do a Band-Aid in March 2019, and they'll hope for a more favourable ultimate endpoint. If we get to a point in five years time where there is no access and no cooperation, that number could shift. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. Today, we'll be following the latest UK inflation statistics. Workers are hoping to see a drop in inflation again after it fell to 2.4% in September. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for all the latest business news. Did you know the Capital Ideas podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin? 
Through the words and experiences of investment professionals, you'll discover who was their best mentor, what's a mistake they made that changed their approach, and how do they find their next great idea. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.